Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Outside the Box podcast. This is the O-T-B-P. Yes, the O-T-B-P. O-T-B-P, the Outside the Box podcast. Uh, If you've never listened to us before, welcome. We'd like to uh, welcome you with open arms. We don't have any food to give you uh, except food for thought. How about that old dad pun there? Uh, anyway, uh, I am Jacques Slade. want to welcome you all to the show. As always, I want to let you guys know that I appreciate you listening. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, the feedback we've been getting online, the questions that you submit us, uh, people are responding to the podcast very well, and we're really excited about that, and we really love that you guys are giving us topics to talk about because you make this show so much better than we could do ourselves. Again, I'm Jacques Slade. You can find me at Cousteau all over the internet but if we're going to be totally honest here this show is not about me I, I'm i just the guy with the big head that stands in front of the crowd but the crowd the, the people the people the people that people come to listen to are the other two people on this podcast ladies and gentlemen I'd like to welcome and introduce you to Nick Ingvall and Tiffany Beers <laughs> hey I'm Nick Ingvall um you can find me all over the web uh, at Nick Engvall, N-I-C-K-E-N-G-V-A-L-L, or at Sneaker History, uh, sneakerhistory.com. I basically just um, have been in sneakers for a long time, and uh, luckily I became friends with Jacques and now friends with Tiffany, so I just get to hang out with cool people on the internet and learn all the time. But most importantly, Tiffany, let them know how they can find you. Uh, I'm Tiffany Beers. You can find me on Instagram and YouTube at Tiffany Beers. And I've been in the sneaker world now, well, for a long time, but I worked at Nike for about 13 years as an innovator. And yeah, that's that's all I have today. I don't have any new I don't have anything new today to surprise you guys with. So it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be new. Like <laughs> I, I can't I can't jump on this podcast and be like, oh, I'm Jacques Slade and I'm an innovator. Like I can't do that. Like that's not something people will be like, Jacques, you make YouTube videos. You're not an innovator. You didn't you didn't like mechanically engineer a system that automatically laces a shoe for you. So like, can you just pull back the innovator title just a little bit and maybe say pretender? Maybe, maybe, maybe about how about that, Jacques? Yeah, that's more appropriate. But we appreciate we appreciate you, Tiffany. We appreciate you so much. Same goes for you, Nick. The history with the guys. You guys bring so much to the show. Literally, I am just the mouthpiece. I'm. I am. I am the arm candy, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, <laughs> that's it. But this show, we've got a very interesting show for you guys today. Uh, going through a bunch of range of topics from Photoshop to Adidas to some of your feedback and your tweets. So make sure you guys stick around to that. But we're going to kick the show off with uh, a topic that has been plaguing the sneaker industry for years uh it's a tough topic to talk about um and you know a lot we don't talk about it enough in the community um there there are certain things that happen when certain people wear shoes and it's almost it's like a plague against your nose hairs uh it's just it's a tough thing to deal with now there's certain ways to handle the um the sometimes pungent smell that comes from the shoes of our friends. But the people over at Panasonic, well, they have a solution. And it's called the Shoe Deodorizer. And uh, they're advertising this 
Funny thing, it's only going to be available in Japan, which um, I'm asking why. First of all, that's even a thing that because people in America have funky feet as well. Uh, <laughs> but it's called the Panasonic MS-DS100, which is a really long name for something that stops your shoes from being funky. But that's what it is. It goes on sale in Japan on September 20th, 2018. And, uh, yeah, it's... I don't know how it works. Maybe there's fans. Maybe there's bleach. Is there baby powder in there? I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's bleach in there. <laughs> is there is there bleach to kill the bacteria? Because uh, from what I understand, and c- connect correct me if I'm wrong, Tiffany, which I am a lot, uh, is funky shoes are called basically by funky shoes or funky feet or whatever you want to call it. It's called by bacteria. So you need something that's going to kill the bacteria in the shoes is that correct yeah i'm not an expert in this department but yeah i think that's correct (laughs) i i I figured that because you worked with shoes like you have extensive knowledge in everything that has to deal with shoes um so well i mean like you said people don't like to talk about this like i even did a video on stinky shoes and everyone just denied oh i don't have stinky shoes like bull crap you do too wow Yeah, I, I had I had a college uh, roommate, and he <laughs> had the worst smelling feet I have ever smelled in my entire life. I I don't look look look. He he without sin shall cast the first stone. I'm not saying my feet smell <laughs> like roses. However, uh, I don't affect the entire dorm room, and I'll leave it at that. Um, so, quick quick stats about this uh deodorizer uh it's generates and exhales hydroxyl hydroxyl radicals and ion particles to dissolve and eliminate unpleasant odors uh the process can take five hours or seven hours uh depending on one of the two modes you select normal or long um i do feel like they could have been a bit more creative with those names normal takes five (laughs) hours and long takes seven hours how about clean and deep clean or uh defunkify and extra defunkify i don't know i don't know i'm just throwing those names out here uh it runs on mobile battery in case there's there's no ac power outlet outlet available so uh i i'm gonna say that if my feet smelled bad and i had to plug a machine into the wall in order to fix that i'm offended but that's just me maybe that's just me and that's how i take things and so does anyone know uh, what a hydroxyl radical or ion particles are and how they work I know the ion particle is, like, important in straightening your hair and on curling irons. Like, they make sure and, like, blow dryers, like, the ions, like, are helpful somehow. But that's it. We we need a chemist. We need a chemist in here. Yeah. Oh, there's some levels happening right here now. We're going from beauty, from from funky feet to beauty, uh, all in the same conversation. I'm I'm excited about this. I like where this is going. Um... I mean, I've Nick, and I, I was going to ask, do you have funky feet? But I don't know if that's really an appropriate question, um, or if you've ever, if you ever had a a challenge with your shoes smelling. What sort of steps did you take to rectify that? I know for me, uh, 
I just put baby powder in my shoes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean for me, it's it's put, it's it's either baby powder or um, I've done like dryer sheets, um, you know, like like fabric softener dryer sheets, and just kind of let them sit. Um, you know, yeah. like there's those little sneaker balls things that like you twist and they kind of do the same thing where like they, you know, you leave them in overnight or something and it supposedly helps. I mean, I don't, I only have a handful of shoes that like are that bad, thankfully. Um, right. Or at least a handful that I'm willing to admit to are that bad. So I, I haven't really tried a bunch of different things, but this kind of thing just seems like. So I mean, five to seven hours, five or seven hours, just seems kind of ridiculous. Um, but I would assume that the time frame was just not important because they're probably just trying to build this so you can use it while you sleep, right? Like that's, you know, hopefully you're sleeping more than five or seven hours, and and this is the product that you know takes care of that pair of shoes that you need to handle. So, I don't know though. <laughs> it's, it's, I, it's, I think it's probably wow. it's probably designed for overnight use, right? Like if if you're someone that yeah. has a lot of foot smell issues, like it, like you would want to take care of it, right? Like some people sweat more than others, depends on the materials, you right. know. And if you only have one or two pairs of shoes, I have no idea how much this thing's gonna cost. Like this could become important, especially in a place like Japan where the living spaces are smaller. Yeah. You know, there's more people right. condensed. So yeah. like. Trying to be practical, like it kind of makes sense to me, but um, it's it's interesting because if you check out Panasonic's website on it, they also say the same high performance nano size electrostatic atomized water particle called Nano X, which is in this device to help get rid of the the uh, bacteria, also works to inhibit pollen. So like this Nano X thing must be something hmm. pretty spectacular. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, maybe, wow. maybe it's it, maybe this is so this could be something that they use, you know, completely off topic, but something like air purifiers or something like that, where it's just you know constantly recycling air and you know taking everything that it possibly can that's harmful or bad or smelly out and like feed you know using that Nano X to kind of say cool we've we passed it through and now it's good you can use it yeah i mean maybe it's just a mini air purifier that for shoes actually like it, i don't know it's, from tech side it's kind of interesting i think it's hilarious that they have a pair of high heels that they show in the the marketing material for it like because yeah i've never had heels that smell i mean they're, they're so there's so much air going through there anyways i don't know right yeah that's that is definitely interesting and I guess the thing for me, like the machine is big. It's not like something you stick into your shoe. It kind of, it's like a gallon of milk. Not, a, I wouldn't say a gallon of milk, but it's like a, a hand, like one of those hand, those old hand vacuums. Yeah, that's what it yeah. kind of reminds me of. It's like one of those old hand, hand vacuums that you put inside your shoe, which uh, is something else entirely. Uh, quick uh, for all of you out there that are like, oh, I don't want to need to listen to this because I don't have funky feet. Uh, according to a survey. Panasonic conducted with sneaker wearers, about 62% of those surveyed take some measure to remove shoe odors, but about half of them are not satisfied with deodorizing method methods they use. So more than half of you actually have funky feet, <laughs> and uh, you won't admit to it here in the comment section, but we know the truth, and Panasonic knows the truth. 
And something else here, and this is for you uh, science nerds or chemical nerds out there. It seems like the issue of funky feet is called by is caused by isovaleric acid, which is produced by the sweat in our feet. Um, so that's something I didn't know, and probably something else I'll I'll use when I go on Jeopardy. So just putting that out there for you guys, so so you all know what's going on. So isosever iso and well apparently I won't be able to get the word right isovaleric acid. That's and that's that's your thought of the day. Now you and now you know. Um, <laughs> so we're learning here. We're learning here. It's all about knowledge. Knowledge is power. All right. Uh, so moving on from the shoe deodorizer. Again, those only drop in Japan. So if you do want one, um, I guess you'll have to order import one from Japan. It's the Panasonic MS-DS100. I, I really want to know why they're only releasing them in Japan. That's that's actually kind of uh, I'm really interested in seeing what they are. Um, and, and they're only going to make a thousand a year, so they're going to be limited. So yeah. slap slap a Supreme label on them, and then like they're really going to be hot <laughs> items. Anyway, that's, a, that's another topic entirely. <laughs> <laughs> and that name, I mean, catchy name. I'm going to remember that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MSDS 100, as opposed to shoe deodorizer, which I guess marketing must have been like ah that name didn't test well let's go, <laughs> let's go with msds 100 i think that 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 rolls off the tongue a little better it did it did better in the focus group um, i mean it, your your point about supreme though this is this is like the perfect kind of thing right pretty soon brands are just going to make weird things so they can do a supreme collab <laughs> right that would be hilarious uh all right, mo- moving on uh, from the from the funky feet to uh, I guess funky feet in a different way. Uh, there is an image rotating, rotating. How about that? Circulating <laughs> on the internet um, of the group Drew Hill. Uh, if you don't know who Drew Hill is, go back to your '90s R and B and learn yourself something. Uh, they made lots of great music back then. Uh, there's a one of their most popular songs is "Sleeping in My Bed." And um, then the uh, leader of that group uh, made a song called Thong Song. So if you haven't heard Thong Song or Sleeping in My Bed, then um, you have to learn yourself something. So get on Apple Music, Spotify, (laughs) or Tidal, or whatever it is that you use, and uh, listen to some Drew Hill and get yourself in the mood. Uh, But before you do that, take a look at the image that we're going to have a link to down in the description because they did a photo shoot with Vibe and they are uh, going on let's see, let's see R&B veterans players to the group and they're going to announce a new they're announcing a new album and it was on Vibe magazine but there's a few things wrong with the image and uh, I'm going to take this one off and I'm going to pass it over to Nick uh, because I feel like I'm going to get myself in trouble <laughs> if I uh, if I start to describe this one. So <laughs> I'll let you take this one, Nick, because I don't I don't want to say something that I'm going to regret and then I never get to listen to Drew Hill again, which would be very upsetting to me. Hey, so you're assuming that I don't want to ever listen to Drew Hill again? I mean... <laughs> no it's a uh, it's pretty bad i mean i think like it's hard to even look at it without just laughing because it it looks like i mean i think this is just a, a situation where the the friend of a friend or your brother's cousin's baby mama's you know cousin 
comes in and, and says mm-hmm. they know how to use Photoshop and they'll make it, they'll right. make it, they'll make everything cool before it gets done. And it just is not, that's not the case at all. Like the, the you know, you've got one guy with the Jordan ones on that are clearly like, like just ridiculously off both angle, size, color, shade, all of that. And then you've got, uh, is that Cisco? Was Cisco his name? Yeah. Right. Cisco. It, it is yeah, Cisco. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Cisco is the maker of the song Thong yeah. Song, and I would appreciate if you remember his name forever. <laughs> um, yeah, and he has uh, what appear to be like some Jordan 10s on, but clearly not like authentic because they have like a Jumpman in the middle of the tongue, which that would just not be there normally. But it also just looks ridiculously poorly photoshopped. And then I think... Even the Air Force One, like, what are those, the Special Forces SF Air Force Ones, just look like over-the-top Photoshop. Uh, like, and... Are those Photoshopped on as well, the Special Forces? I didn't even know. Oh, my gosh. It looks like it to this me, gets yeah. better every time I look at it. Are they? Um, I mean, they don't... They look the best out of all of them. Yeah, except for the guy with, like, the, uh, the dad jeans on, the guy on the end. I don't know yeah. his name. The guy, he's like he's got the dad jeans on that cover up basically seventy five percent of the shoe, <laughs> yeah. um, so he's he's fine. But everyone else is suspect, and I feel like you know I kind of feel like none of them were together for this yeah, picture. I think that's like the they case. weren't even in the same room. Yeah, and they were like, hey, we got to get these faces and put them together. Let's get everyone take a picture wherever you are. are you at home? You just use your iPhone. Take <laughs> yeah, a picture yeah. of yourself. <laughs> it's like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really I like this is like a where's Waldo photo where you're like, oh, like more the more you look at it, the more stuff you find. Yeah. Like there there's a like a double hand almost going on with Cisco. Um and then the Jordan ones just look absolutely ridiculous. Yep. Like they're like that's the first thing I saw. When I looked at the photo, I was like, those that is a Photoshop job if I've ever seen one. Um, and I, I wonder, like, did they just not come to set with shoes on? Or, like, were they in socks? Were his shoes dirty? <laughs> like, there's so many different stories that could go on here. Did, was there a brand deal in place? Because it looks like they all have on some sort of Nikes or they're covered up. I just... I mean, I, th- I think it has to be... Just it, it has to be everyone in a different place, right? Because... The, the, if you look really closely at the arms on the center on Cisco, I would I won't forget now on Cisco in the center. Thank you. Both of Thank his you. arms are terribly photoshopped. Like one of them's in the shadow, but yet he's in front of the guy on his right, and one of them's in the light, and it's clearly like it looks like there's two hands and two different sleeves going on. So it's a uh, it's just you know I think I think if. If anybody can reach out to Drew Hill and let them know that I, I don't have much Photoshop experience, but I definitely can help. <laughs> I don't even want to blame it on Drew Hill. I'm blaming this on Vibe. It's Vibe's fault. Whoever Vibe got to Photoshop this, uh, it's it's very it's honestly I'm disappointed in you, Vibe. Uh, you are a a, a, a a publication that is very well aware of street culture and. For you to put Drew Hill, who made Sleeping in My Bed, 
and for Mick Cisco look like he has an alien arm. Do you know he made thong song? <laughs> Do you know he made thong song and you gave him an alien hand? <sighs> okay. All right. Um, and then just last note here. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the guy with the yellow things on his <laughs> shoes. I don't know what those are or what that is. Um, but um, I don't know. I'll just I'll just leave that leave that at that. And see, I told see I wasn't even supposed to talk about this because I knew I was going to say things that were going to get me in trouble. And I'm my president of the Drew Hill fan club nomination was going to be rejected. <laughs> This is this is just so unfair. Then, like the Jordan logo is so little. Uh, I want you, guys, audience, if you're listening, um, and if we have the image up here, look at that Jordan logo on Cisco's shoes. Like, it's it's bad. Like, there's no, I don't. Nobody believes yeah. that that's a Jordan. I, I I think, and like you can't even see his his back foot. Yeah. Look, like look at you can't see his back foot. Is he is he a tightrope walker now? Did he leave art singing and now he's a tightrope walker and he has to he has to, he's been working on his uh, pot de bourre? Is that what the, is that what's happening? No, the, the I will I, I I will say right. the the yellow uh, the yellows from last summer that was a, a Comme de Garcon Air Force One collab that was like that had that like was rubber, it yeah it had like that. Weird, weird rubber like toe cap piece. I think there were a couple of them. There was like a black pair, May- maybe a black pair, and then the white pair had yellow on it or something like that. And it was just like I forget what the f- the like it might have been dinosaurs. I think it's dinosaurs, like the like the yellow pieces really? designed to be a dinosaur. We'll see if we can find it. Yeah. And and this is why I I'm, I don't I don't buy luxury stuff. <laughs> this, this 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 right here is why. This is why the luxury brands look at me and they go, no, no, let's not even let's not even reach out. Don't even email that guy. Don't don't respond to his tweets. Anything. <laughs> he just no. Yeah, because they, they know automatically. I'd be like, what is is this a shoe? OK, um, I th- honestly, I thought they were ducks. I don't know. Anyway. OK, I'm going to stop. All right. Um, moving on to the next topic. Um, so the um, Adidas, so sneaker releases, and we're going to kind of get into this because of some of your tweets, but Adidas is doing a new policy that hopefully makes it easier for collectors or I don't even want to say collectors, just for people in general to get shoes. There is, there is an issue with hype sneaker releases. Um, I think everybody knows that. I think the brands are starting to really kind of come around to that. It's just too hard for people to get sneakers these days and adidas is changing up well they had their confirmed app but it looks like that's going away now and everything is going to be inside their adidas app and today they tweeted out that the u.s for the u.s only at this time so apologies to you the the, uh, people in the rest of the world they're introducing a new and improved way to get your hands on our latest exclusive releases i love that they say exclusive uh in the in the statement now available via the the adidas app um, then there's a link if you guys click the link and you have to download and register you have to activate to get notifications you have to select your slides size and then you have to be there for the release there's going to be a 15 minute window for the release and it's going to be tied to your cell phone number from what i understand um do you guys think this is going to help at all or is this just another like fancy marketing speak i mean i think that i think that there's nothing that has the demand that sneakers 
has outside of like the new iPhone, right? Um, so I, I think that consumers need to like, it, it, don't get me wrong, it's not fun to miss out on something, but the cool thing is there's gonna be something cool next week. So if you miss out on something, there's something else coming. But I also think that like to keep in mind that like this is something that's that's not just about sneakers. This is something that drives this potentially going to drive you know all of commerce forward in terms of like how people buy limited edition product. And I think like the nature of everyone recently is to want more and more of that kind of product and the hard to get stuff and the exclusive stuff and however you want to call it. But I think that this is kind of like it's cool to see any of these you know, brands putting any effort into making it better because at least it shows that they're trying, right? And, you know, I think, you know, you could ask a hundred different people what they think is the best way to, you know, improve releases and you could get, you know, probably 95 different answers. And I think that that's part of the, the issue is like nobody really knows the perfect way to do it because everybody buys in a different way. Everybody, you know, like... Try, tries in different ways some people try everything you know some people go buy bots like you know for me personally like I just I'm not really into like paying more than what retail is um, you know occasionally there's stuff that I miss out on that I really want and I do pay that but for the most part it's like you know like the normal consumer shouldn't have to go buy a bot and I think that's what Adidas is trying to do here is like try to make it something where like if you've signed up and given the phone number and they can verify that it's you and you're not trying to buy something through the back door like most most of the resellers do, then that's their best foot forward. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it's complicated, right? Because they don't always know what's going to sell well and what isn't. Like, for example, like the amount of times yeah, yep. that I think something's going to be cool that's on sneakers and then i forget about the launch or whatever and then i go back and i see it's still in stock you know like right now the black white vault legacy right that mm -hmm. it's in stock right so you can get it so right. i'm gonna guess that some marketing people thought that that was not that that was gonna fly off the shelf right same with mm -hmm. the the all orange um jdi collection like i bet they thought those were gonna sell out you know so i think it's really complex but I think what I know is that if if they made, you know, a hundred thousand pair of every single shoe, people this whole collecting industry would go it would fall apart. It would totally fall apart, I think. Right. And there would be so many right, excess right. shoes and then what do they do with them? You know, they can only discount them so much and even when they discount them they still have leftover pairs, right? So I think it's complicated. I think how it's working now is is okay. Like I don't mind that I always lose or actually I have a good track record on sneakers. I've I've won two and lost four. So hey, that's but that's only six than, times. Yeah, wow. And I'm a small size, right? I'm I'm more rare size. So for me I don't mind it because I don't need to be spending all that money. But at the same time, like it is a shame that someone gets ten or fifteen or twenty or twenty five L's in a row. Like, oh my gosh. That's super frustrating. I wish that the systems actually tracked how many pairs you got, how many times you got in, and actually, you know, distributed was a little smarter than they are right now today. But I like that Adidas right. does the the phone, the you know, the phone check-in thing. I think there's some other flaws in their 
their plan, but at least it's another plan and somebody's trying something different, right? So yeah. the, the brands are trying to solve this problem. They just haven't come up with a better solution yet. I, and, you, and, you know, I think I think you guys are honestly right. There really probably is no perfect solution. It's just it's a matter of finding, like, what's going to be the best for the majority. Like, what's, what can they do that really helps, you know, the largest part of the population? And, um, unfortunately, that may mean that some of us will miss out. It's... Um, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. I, I know I get super frustrated myself. Um, a lot of people assume just because I make the YouTube videos that I get everything, but I don't. And there's plenty of things that I want that I'm not able to get um, just because they sell out or I'm not, I'm not able to get one. Like I've literally never won a Nike draw. Uh, so for all of the hot releases that have come out, I've entered all, you know, I would say pretty much most of them. And I'm like 20 and O when it comes to the Nike draw. Um, my odds are a little bit better when I'm waiting in line. I've gotten, you know, I've won a couple of those, but as far as the draw goes, I'm over whatever, over whatever it is. So it's super frustrating for me. But at the same time, I like, well, maybe, well, maybe I don't need it. You know, I try to take some solace in the fact that you know maybe this wasn't a shoe for me. Maybe this just wasn't the shoe that I needed to yeah, get. Yeah, and I. Th- but then I also get angry. <laughs> me too. But I think the other thing, like you pointed out in the beginning, there is like that. You know. It's not easy for, I would say that we're like, you know, kind of the 20% in, in that consumer that buys these kind of hyped up products, right? From Adidas or Nike or whatever brand. And that like, just for us to like, you know, we're all on the West Coast. So that means seven o'clock, we've got to be up and on the app to, to try and buy something, which is just not like a, a consumer friendly thing to do, right? Like, so Adidas trying to kind of give this 15 minute window for you ahead of time so like you're checking in you're saying i'm interested in this product and then you have a 15 minute window to buy that actually is a little bit easier than be on at seven o'clock when everyone else that's into sneakers is on at seven o'clock to try to get this so i mean i do think that like it's it's a you know like like tiffany said there's flaws in it but it's definitely like a step in the right direction to kind of level the playing field if you will to give everybody kind of a, a, yeah. a more realistic shot at it as opposed to you know kind of the way that they were before because you know especially with adidas because the confirmed app was always location based so if you weren't in new york or chicago and occasionally la you just didn't have an option to get shoes from them so unless you you know went right. to adidas.com and and you know like just going straight to the site is just not an easy way to, to buy product for anything that's actually hyped or exclusive or limited or whatever. So it makes sense. I, you know, I, I guess, you know, as a, as a sneaker guy, you always want to be like, ah, oh, I want it, you know, especially when you're passionate about something, you want to be able to have access to it. Um, but I get, and part of it also though is, is the hunt. You know, I know, I think the hunt has been lost yeah. in, uh, in our digital world of being able to, to like look for something and finally find something um, and it's a matter of just really taking, having some patience, I think, in this world as well, as, as opposed to always being like, I want it now. Why don't I have it now? It's just us having some patience and being like, ah, I'll get it later. And oftentimes I find myself going, oh, I really, really want that at that moment. And then two weeks later, I haven't thought about the shoe. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I didn't really want that. Maybe I was just kind of caught up in the hype. So that's part of it as well. So we'll see. We'll see. But the, the app. Uh, it's available right now through um, iOS or Google Play Store or whatever it is you have or 
when i don't think it's on windows if you still have a windows phone which is probably another conversation um but you you again you get to pre-select your size and for each drop you have a 15 minute window and it's confirmed by your phone number so uh go ahead and download that if you have it already but this leads to one of your tweets we got a tweet from uh and forgive me if i'm saying your name wrong you know me um I don't know if that's saying you don't know me or if your name is you don't know me and I just made fun of your name. And if I did, well, I apologize. Um, your, your tweet was, we love your our take on how difficult it is for normal folks to get access to anticipated releases without the assistance of monitors, bots, cook groups, etc. So I don't know what a cook group is, first of all. Um, and I don't know what a monitor is either. I know what bots are. Uh, Nick, do you know what monitors are? Tiffany, do you know what a monitor is? Are or cook groups? Yeah, so uh, monitors like a page monitor. You set it up basically in. Um, wait oh, oh, okay, okay. So I do know what that is. Yes, okay, I do know what that is. But what's a cook? Group? It's like a Slack channel that people are sharing information, or a group through Instagram DM that they're sharing information, so they can help others get product. Interesting. Interesting. All right. All right. Um, so to, to I guess to answer your question, you know. Uh, God, I, feel, I really feel like you're trolling us with that name, uh, but maybe you're not. Gosh, and I'm, that's so rude. Um, <laughs> I, I understand your frustration as even again, people assume that I have access to way more than I do. But I, we, we all go through the same things. I've never used a bot. I've never used a monitor. I've never used a cook group. So I know definitely how difficult it is to to get sneakers and it's challenging and it's super frustrating and it makes me angry and i get mad about it and i tweet about it i tweet about it often because i often don't get anything so you often see me tweeting but i think you know it's a matter of like kind of what i said earlier of having that patience and seeing if this is something that you really want and if not just kind of holding out and seeing how the prices go seeing if you know obviously right at that release the prices are going to be crazy 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 but oftentimes when you wait those prices often drop pretty drastically for a lot of those shoes and you really don't end up paying that much over retail not that you want to pay over retail at all but you know oftentimes you have the opportunity to just kind of hold out um now, now tiffany you're new to our our sneaker world in this way where you have to really like worry about the high heat releases uh, because you don't have you don't have your nike connect anymore uh, what what would be your take or your response to to uh to Udo? yeah i mean i'm i think i'm definitely too new and and also working in the sneaker industry first and knowing like being part of you know the nike mag and stuff super limited launches i don't think i'm ever gonna have a perspective that's super valuable on this because i really just don't understand it you know so I think that it should be easier. And I do believe the brands are working to make it easier um, and right. more available. But it also makes me think of a quote from Oprah. And I know we talk, we don't talk about Oprah much on this show, so why not? But Which, which we should do absolutely. more. We should, absolutely. but she said at one point, nothing in your life is happening out of order, nothing. So it's like, even if you don't get that shoe and you loved it so much, imagine in, you know, 15 years later and your son who is, you know, like six years old or something 
somehow gets a pair of those shoes. Like what an amazing story. Or imagine a couple years later and you f- happen upon that shoe or you have a story or, you know, right. You know, yeah, I'm trying yes, to yes. spin it and it's, it's not spinning so good. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think, no, uh, but I, I think you're putting it, putting things into perspective. Like there may be a moment we want it now, but we'll get it when we're supposed to have yeah. it. Um, and I, and I do firmly believe that despite my frustrations and, and my lack of faith in certain situations, things happen when they are supposed to. And, you know, it may be down the line, like you said, when you're an adult or when you're a lot older and that your kid, you know, hears you tell the story of how you used to not be able to get these shoes and you really wanted a pair, but they were too expensive on the resale market and it pops up for your 42nd birthday or whatever birthday and your kid gets them for you and like has you that's a moment that's going to be and that's going to mean a lot more to you than it would have been if you would have just got them off the sneakers that day um so i I love that perspective that's 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 really a great way to look at it thank you tiffany well i mean if you you're welcome but if it it's not like it's food it's not like it's a medical something that you absolutely need right and there are people right every single day way too many people that are living without things that they absolutely need so like you missed a sneaker launch you've missed 20 of them but you still have plenty of shoes right like you still have shoes you love so celebrate those yeah and and i think maybe we could start that like every time you get an l you post your favorite shoe picture that you have like what pair of shoes are you most grateful for like instead of posting the L and spreading the negative energy, like let's post the one we love the most. I don't know. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I, I like think that. too, like the other thing about it is like, you know, for me, like this whole journey through sneakers and with sneakers in my life has just like introduced me to people that I just enjoy being around and really good friends just because it started with sneakers. And that's another thing that I think like, you know, to, to really break it down, like Uh, there's been times where like you know I've had people help me get a shoe because they knew I really wanted it and not that I ever like not that I even asked for it just that they knew that that was a shoe that I was into and they got it and I you know and and got it in my size for me or you know connected me to someone that could sell it to me for retail and I think those are the kind of things where like instead of looking at it as as a negative look at it as like okay how do I you know make make more friends like get more involved in in whatever you know sneaker con or whatever events are around you so you can introduce yourself to other people that are into sneakers and you know because like i think like this podcast is a great example of that right like we just started talking and like i think we've had some really good conversations that have come from it that are really nothing really you know about missing out on sneakers but that could be something that you take that you know kind of thought process and just change it into a positive and say like okay like this is I, i'm going to go down this path of like meeting more people and getting more involved and seeing what else i can do in this kind of business and industry and community to make it more enjoyable regardless of what shoes i actually get or what shoes i'm actually wearing or what shoes i have no well, i met some of my best friends in uh in sneaker so I, I i believe that wholeheartedly all right uh transition a little bit here um because i'm the master of the awkward transition if you guys don't know already uh today virgil released a new collaboration for serena williams now i'll say this from a male's perspective i saw this collection and i was like oh that's cool that's dope 
cool that he's doing like performance wear as well. But there was there was a little uh, conversation about this online today. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, I'll kind of throw this over to 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 you, Tiffany, about Virgil and like being able to collaborate outside of like that ten. Um, what as a, as a designer, is this something that you encourage or is this something where you kind of feel like he's getting out of his league? Um, I guess I, I don't understand the collab. Like I'm, I'm looking at it and I, I just don't, I mean, I think, I think it's okay to have a collab in a performance way. I mean, that's basically what, you know, what happens with athletes and to have like, someone that's not an athlete but a designer or an entertainer or something to collab on a performance shoe with an athlete i mean that's like the perfect triangle right like that you have the entertainer side you have the the streetwear side the performance side like to me that's like a a perfect kind of way to go about it but in this particular one i just don't i just don't get it and i think they're trying to bring in serena williams right like they obviously they should be she's a phenomenal athlete um, and they're trying to, uh, you know, go at the women's side a bit more, but. <laughs> I don't have words. I mean, I like the socks better. Like, I like how they're rocking the socks. Like, you don't see girls rocking socks like that. And I'm thinking, oh, I might integrate that in. Not the shoes, though. Interesting. 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 Nick, your, your thoughts? I mean, I think that looking at it from, like, you know, the perspective of you know they've always tried to like do uh i don't know if crazy is the right thing but just like bold statement pieces for um the u.s open and i think that this that's what this is for Mm -hmm. right and it just kind of follows along but it's i don't know like I, i guess like for me the whole like the whole like Virgil thing just feels so forced at this point because it's like cool like we'll just throw Virgil on it and it'll sell and I, I mean mm. I hope that it's more than that and like you know if Serena was involved from the get-go and like she's all about this then that's awesome but it just doesn't feel that way it's kind of like the last you know conversation about the vote lab where it just feels like super forced and you know I feel like they could do better and and that's you know maybe high expectations for myself but also like you know nike's like you know kind of been the best at this for a long time and i feel like they've kind of fallen off in terms of like really getting to the like authenticity and you know the really great stories that they've told over the years and now it's just become like cool like we met virgil in paris and he threw an x and a quote swoosh or quote logo or quote you know something on the shoe and the the dress and now it's a it's a collab and now you know we're gonna put it out so i don't know it's, it's not as exciting it's not yeah. that exciting for me it's kind of like i, I kind of feel like they could have done better yeah I, I i've i take that same perspective with this i feel like they like this doesn't feel like a true integration i guess um as opposed to just like virgil doing what he's always kind of done with what well, I, I shouldn't say always what he's done already with nike this doesn't feel like an integration that was like, oh, I'm going to approach this in a different way to do something for Serena. This just feels, you know, I guess more like what you said. It was like, oh, this is what Virgil does, so let's just do that same exact thing but attach Serena to it. 
as opposed to seeing it through a different lens. I, like I, I wish this was this was seen through a, a different or a more focused lens that made it unique to her as opposed to making it general off white ish, I guess. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, it feels forced. It, it doesn't feel connected to her. She's not even the model in the photographs. Like, why why is that? But, I mean, if you're going to do something connected to Serena right now in tennis, you're going to involve, not Virgil, you're going to involve, like, some sort of mother brand, right? Like, some sort of, I just had a baby and I'm competing professionally. Like, like you're, you know, it's not going to appeal to people, right? Uh, it'll appeal to right. mothers that are athletes for sure, but it still feels like Nike's trying to make this appeal to sneakerheads and the sneaker community, and it, in no way, shape, or form, I think it should be. You know, like I, I just think they're yeah. off on all the marks, and I definitely don't have the answer. Um, but again, that's that's two kind of crappy female collabs. Yeah. So. Um on, a, on another note, uh, regarding this same collab, uh, I have a friend, Jazare. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who she is. Um, yes. She's She was very, I don't say she was upset, but she took, um, she was bothered, I'll say that, by the collection in general. Um, and, and it was from the perspective of she generally feels like Nike does a lot of the kind of just pink it and pink and glitter to make to say it's a woman's collab and as a man i don't i i guess i don't know real really where to to step in with that um because that's that's not something like i i obviously don't wear pink or purple but i know women that do but she feels more that it's just like it's a this is what you guys always do for women. You just make it pink or you make it purple and then just feel like, okay, that's something for women. And she doesn't feel like, I guess it's, it's doing enough. Yeah. I think they're, I don't disagree with her. Um, I do know her from Instagram and the sneakers book. And I think they, they did do the all gray colorway. And I think that's there testing the waters to see, okay, if we don't put pink or purple, do women even talk about this? Um, versus you know i agree that i don't like the pink and purple it's it's a little bit unicorn i i don't know i think of unicorns when i see some of these colorways so um right yeah it's just i don't know i don't have much more to say about it. i mean i i think too like it's it's yeah. kind of odd to me that it's that it's virgil you know it's like there's got to be other females that are doing creative work in fashion in footwear in apparel that would love to work with Serena to create something unique that actually resonates with the with the consumer right where how about Vogue yeah how about Anna Wintour like yeah. now that would make more sense yeah <laughs> right yeah I don't know it's it's definitely yeah. odd yeah so like I mean, I, I'm trying so to think of an example where it would be the same thing done to guys. Like, if it's always in baby blue. Like, say every model you guys ever buy is... But they'll say it's Carolina blue, and then it's cool. Um, you know, there's not really another example where it's it's always made for the male gender, and, and colors represent it so strongly. 
which is kind of right. is kind of interesting, right? Like that's where the athletic socks, like the athletic socks being pulled up like that, like that's definitely not like that is more associated with male athletes, I think, than female. And that's where I think I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's really it's 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 interesting. Like Jazz, this is I guess her original tweet was if you listen to any interview of any female sneaker professional influencer designer over the past 10 years, you will hear her ask these brands to stop delivering glitter, purple and pink. And which means that and this is her again saying one, these brands aren't tuned in to what they're saying or two, these brands don't give a F. So uh, just putting that out there. Uh, and then she also tweeted someone who said that the new Serena stuff looks like uh, a base lure when you go fishing. And I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, oh, that is so good. <laughs> um, so with that being said, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Outside the Box podcast. I am Jacques Slade, K-U-S-T-O-O. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube all under that name. Uh, but again, this show would not be what it is without Nick and without Tiffany. They bring the weight, they bring the heat, they bring the knowledge, and I just bring the headlines. They, they are they are the editor at the newspaper, and I am the intern going to get coffee. Uh, so with that being said, Nick, tell them where I said newspaper. People are going to be like, "What's a newspaper?" Um, Nick, no, they know Nick. they know what it is because of the because of the New York Post Supreme uh, newspaper, right? Now that the, that's true. People that's are taking true. pictures. Of, we New York we Post. made a newspaper digital, and now now it's cool again. So. <laughs> With that being said, I'm going to pass this off to Nick. Let him know where they can Uh, find me. You can find me at Nick Engvall on all platforms and at Sneaker History. Uh, But really, you know, going back to that base lure uh, or the fishing lure reference, I'm just like kind of like the the fishing line here. And uh, Tiffany's Tiffany's (laughs) like really the reason we're here. So Tiffany, let them know how they can find you. These analogies, guys. Uh, Tiffany Beers, you can find me on YouTube or on Instagram. Um, I think I heard Jacques was on Tinder, something about that. But that true, true, true. I true. digress. Yeah. Um, that that's it. I can't. I'm not part of the fishing community. <laughs> I don't want to offend them, right? Like I'm not knowledgeable enough. That is hilarious. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, you can find us at the Outside the Pods on Twitter and on Instagram if you want to hit us there. Again, feel free to leave us a message. Feel free to respond. Feel free to leave feedback. We're open to all of that because it just makes this show better, which makes you enjoy it even more, which is really what this is all about, providing you some entertainment and some knowledge mixed in with the great Tiffany Beers. With that being said, guys, we appreciate you, and we'll see you guys all soon. Peace.